Welcome to the Woman Unleashed podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place. This podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. queens, magical women, and maybe some magic men out there too. How are you doing today? I am so excited that you are here with me and Raquel Reyes on this special Astro Cast. Yes, if you have not heard yet, this is actually the second Astro Cast. Um, myself and Raquel Reyes decided to come together and give you all a new podcast with everything that is going down in every new astrological season. So the first one we did was Capricorn and it was epic. I know that it helped me so much get through that season and really understand myself and everything that I was going through personally. And now today we are getting all into Aquarius season, Aquarius vibes. And as somebody who is on my own astrological journey and really learning all of this along with you, I am by no means have any sort of expertise in this area. That is why I brought Raquel on because she is absolutely amazing. If you do not follow her on Instagram already, you need to. It is at astrology.with.raquel. She is an incredible resource for all kinds of information, as you'll hear today. And I'm super excited about Aquarius season. And I always find it so funny to me as I am speaking with her and reflecting on things that happened in the past and thinking about the future. It's almost like I intuitively want to follow the flow of what these seasons are. And I think I'm not alone in that. And it really is just sort of like the self-confirmation when I get to hear and experience these things of what is feeling really true for me and my soul. And then also realizing that it's aligning with how the cosmos are speaking to us and interacting with us in our daily lives. So I think it's super fascinating and amazing, and I hope that you do too. And if you absolutely love this episode, let us know. And if there's anything that you want to have included in future episodes of the Astrocast, um, you can send Raquel a message, you can send me a message, and we love to hear from you guys, know what you're thinking, know what you're up to. And without any further ado, please enjoy the age of Aquarius. So did you survive the eclipses? How are we? <laughs> um, well, I told like a lot of people that I love. I'm like, okay, um, come Monday, January 13th, I need you guys to check on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, I survived um, the eclipses and they were really interesting. I think as we thought they would be. Same. I mean, for me, it's funny because I felt that I completely blew through the Christmas eclipse. I was like, oh, everything is wonderful, great, lovely. This is going to be super easy. And then it was towards the end of that three-week period, that full moon, the second eclipse in cancer, where I was just, I don't even know. 
don't even know. There were so many things going on. And I felt for me too, it was like a couple of old patterns again, Mm -hmm. where I was like, what the fuck? Can you just be done already? And I have to almost laugh at myself about it. But then at the same time, you still feel it. So it's just, it's, it's like that layer. Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt the same, but swapped. So for me, the first eclipse, the Capricorn eclipse on Christmas was so emotional, so intense. Um, And then the Cancer eclipse was really beautiful and lovely and energizing. Um, I had a lot of emotions during the Cancer eclipse, but they were, they didn't feel like tough. They felt really welcomed. So I'd be like curling my hair, putting on lipstick, crying, dancing, eating, (laughs) crying. I felt like I was like floating belly up in this like pond of just like feminine energy. And um, it was really interesting because I feel like I don't always let myself go there. Yeah. So it was nice. It was really, really nice. It felt like a release and perfect for upcoming Aquarius season. I felt a really deep connection to like connect in with like the, you know, women in my life and um, even my sisters and my mom and my grandma's um, typical cancer stuff, you know? Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I the same feel that sort of really feminine pull, which I'm just now putting together that you said that I was like, you know, because I just needed to get to the water. I was like, I need to be by the water. I need to be near the ocean. So I drove out to Malibu, did my thing. But also, and this is not typically like me, I wanted to dress up. I was like, I did full makeup. I wanted yeah. to look cute. <laughs> and I'm, and typically I am in gym clothes all the time. With <laughs> Wait, so you don't wear like fake eyelashes and heels when you're hiking at Runyon? <laughs> no, you know, I haven't gone there yet. I swear I've seen it. People oh, I know it. you've seen it. I swear. It. Can we, side note, talk about this weird trend of these fake eyelash extensions? I oh can't. my gosh. They yeah. look cre- it looks like you have a spider on your face and nobody's eyelashes look like that ever. Like, please just stop, honestly. Yeah, I have naturally really like long and full lashes. And so I'm just super lucky. But I know this girl and she wears like massive fake lashes, but like tells everyone they're real. Oh, no. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm all about like being like fake stuff. I love plastic surgery. Like I'm here for it. Like do what you need to do. Yeah, do what you want to do. But, but you honestly look crazy with the eyelashes that it looks like you're about to like bat your eyes and fly away. And I just don't, I just don't understand why that became a thing. I really don't get it. Yeah, and this is like even more off topic, but I'm just gonna say it because it's relevant for me. So I'm always looking at my um, Facebook memories. What was I doing a year ago? And sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last year around this time, I had made a status talking about wearing makeup. Um, and it's because I uh, was dating someone, like newer relationship. We had spent New Year's Eve together. So obviously like full face of makeup. And then I think it was like the next day, New Year's Day or something, I forgot my makeup bag. So I was like, oh my gosh. And this is a guy where like I'd wake up in the morning before him and go to the bathroom to like touch up my face and like brush my teeth and like try to look like I woke up like that. Um, And so then to have to like not wear makeup at all, I was like mortified. And of course he said something and he basically was just like, I think you are like so much prettier without makeup. And for me, I felt so gross. 
And um, I just started taking it into account, like the social conditioning of makeup and mm -hmm. the fact that I would wear it because I didn't like my skin, but then my skin was probably like that because I was wearing so much foundation. And so I just took a little bit of a break and I have not started wearing makeup since. Like I'll yeah. do a lip color and blush, maybe some mascara. That is it. Um, yeah. And I get so many compliments on my skin now and people think I look a lot younger. So it's really interesting, but it was such an adjustment. I felt so naked and honestly like ugly without it for over a month. Yeah, it is a big adjustment because, well, there's just the fact of if you always woke up and that was like the first thing you did. So it's like you're seeing yourself like that all of the time. Yeah. And then now with the addition of always having filters and Photoshop and all this stuff going yes. on, it's like... I. I honestly think that a lot of people are so uncomfortable with how they look because even the pictures that they look at themselves are like, oh, I look so good here. But how many filters did you have to put on? How much makeup did you have to put on? All of this stuff. And I too, I wear, I mean, pretty much, I maybe wear makeup two days out of a week. Like I don't, and even when I do, it's like a little bit of mascara, foundation, you know, just because I like how it makes my skin look nice and glowy, especially yeah. out here in this dry California. It's so dry. <laughs> so dry. Yeah. But it is, I think it's just a process of, yeah, it's totally that deconditioning yourself of, oh, I have to look this way. Yeah. If, you know, if I'm not dressed in this certain way, people aren't going to accept this. Or if I don't have enough makeup on and I don't look pretty enough. and for me, I think there is this thing that you can sense about a person when they have that comfort within themselves. And some of the sexiest women I know, you know, it's not that they have the, you know, tightest little bodies and they have all the makeup and everything. They're just so beautiful because they exude this personal confidence and acceptance of themselves. And yeah. for me, that's the goal you know, yeah. being confident, accepting myself as I am. And I know when I'm in that space and when I'm not. And when I'm in that space, that's feminine magnetism. Yeah. And it's so interesting too, because when I stopped wearing makeup and, um, you know, when I first moved to LA, I was, I would see girls in like yoga pants all the time and stuff. And I'm like, ew, people just like don't dress up here. Like I came from Chicago. <laughs> so like, you know, we're wearing all black, we're looking sharp. It's the city. And people were wearing like flip-flops here. And I was just yeah. like, what is happening? Um, and it was just really judgmental. And so, um, yeah, I kind of stopped wearing makeup. I stopped caring so much about what I wear. I literally, like you would maybe think, like sometimes I could definitely pass for like a, a street person. Like I just don't care. Like I literally will go out looking crazy, like mismatched socks. Like I don't care. But that's yeah. the beauty of living in LA because people will be like, yo, that outfit's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's especially if you get into like the like um, East LA area, like if you're in like Silver Lake or like Echo mm -hmm. Park, you'll be like, that guy's so hot. And then you're like, oh shit, there's like his tent. Like, and then you start <laughs> questioning like, well... He does need a place to live. I would like to live with a partner. Like, you go through this, like, storyline. But, no, I used to get so triggered about, like, the makeup thing. And I feel like it was a great lesson in, like, trusting your triggers. So if a boy tells me you look prettier without makeup and I'm pissed, um, that was a really good lesson for me. And I don't think – it's not like he was trying to be, like, some messiah and tell me what to do. It wasn't toxic. It was like an observation and I happened to just be open to listen at that time. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, it was just such a cool thing. And it happened right after I was getting out of my Saturn return. 
So that's what I was going to say is that the timing of it, you know, your Saturn return that we all have between 27 and 30, it really is a time where you, at the end of it, you're really ready to break out of like society's um, restraint on you. And that totally includes how you present physically, um, how you show up into society, um, how you dress, like what, you know, because a lot of us dress or do things, especially as women, you know, to kind of please the status quo to a certain extent. Totally. Um, and so I felt like me kind of like having purple hair and not wearing makeup was a little bit of me like finally doing some self-expression as an adult. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was a good time. I love that. I think that's beautiful. And, and it is so true for women. We have such, I think we have it really hard being women sometimes, you know, our whole life, they start with this conditioning of how you're supposed to look, how you're supposed to dress, if this is pretty or if that's not pretty. And, and it really is that process of just coming into yourself and deciding what works for you. And if what works for you is wearing a full face of makeup and fake eyelashes and that, and you totally dig it and you rock it with confidence, cool. You know, it's just, I think you have to really question, is this really coming from me or is this coming from what I think others think? about me. Yes. And I totally think that this is something that probably everyone listening and myself included are, I feel like this is the line of thinking of like coming out of Capricorn season. I feel like a lot of us are questioning a lot of things and our responsibility to ourselves and our responsibility to other people. Um, I know you were saying Capricorn season was kind of reclusive for you. Yes, totally. You went a little inward. Which is I good. totally went inward. I was, it was so funny too, because it was everything you said where you were just like, it might be that time where you're just, you know, I don't care if it's the holidays. I don't care what it is. I don't want to talk to me. I don't want to do anything. That was me. And, you know, as I said to you, I just felt that I really wanted to be off of social media. I didn't mm-hmm. want to try to force something that I was just like, no, this actually feels like I need to just go away for a little while. And now it's really now, even I think after this weekend, I feel that I I'm finally, it's like a recharging feeling that I thought I was going to get because I had gone on this beautiful vacation, you know, I had done all this really great stuff and I thought that was going to be my recharge and I almost felt a little disappointed within myself of, oh, that didn't really do what I thought it was going to do. And now really today, I'm just, I feel like, oh, I'm back in that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. And I feel like sometimes we get our resets and our recharges when we least expect them. Yes. And it's so good that like intuitively you just answered that call to reflect and just be with yourself. And another thing I'm finding to be so true with social media is, you know, that uh, saying where it's like, let it go and it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm tripping out and being super intense with social media and my email list and all of my pipelines and all the things, it's super fun for me because I'm a moon in Capricorn. But I've also noticed that sometimes when I just like back off of my business for a second, um, things are still moving. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, without absolutely. me pressing so hard. So, and I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes it's like we have to have that trust. Yeah. And that's really what it came to for me, because of course my thoughts are, Oh, are people not going to be here? Are they not going to stop listening to the podcast? Are they going to do this or that? And it's like, I've been doing this for years. I have a big foundation of information and things that people can get because I decide to take two weeks off literally means nothing for my business. It means nothing except for when I come back, people are like, Oh, Hey, she's back. Yay. Happy. Good to see you. (laughs) You're like, we missed you so much. I did notice my engagement 
engagement's a little bit higher when I'm not posting all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's almost a little bit like a relationship where it's like, sometimes they have to miss you. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So with Aquarius now, we're getting into the age of Aquarius. Yes, everyone. The vibe is changing. Um, I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited about it too. I have so I just, many beautiful Aquarius people in my life too. Oh yeah. And my, my partner is Aquarius moon. Um, if I was born like literally 12 minutes later, I would have been an Aquarius moon too. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. It is like, <laughs> it is such a thing for me. Um, but okay. So Aquarius season, you guys. So basically it is this year, it's January 20th through February 18th. And um, this is an air sign. So Aquarius energy is a fixed air sign. So there's like cardinal, mutable, and fixed. Fixed signs tend to be sort of stubborn, um, very strong in their convictions. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of a stubbornness here. And when it comes to Aquarius, it has everything to do with like mind and intellect, what's going on upstairs. It's really inventive and innovative. Um, And I love Aquarius because in astrology, it rules um, the house of community and friendship and networking. And it's funny, we're talking about social media and kind of sussing out like what it means for us or how we want to use it because Aquarius totally rules social media. Mm. Um, And this is a time that a lot of us are going to be leaning out of that like Capricorn hard worker energy, like the worker ant energy, the bossy energy. And now we're moving into a space that's going to invite us into being a little bit more cool, calm, collected. Uh, There's a detachment with Aquarius. Um, That's why people will maybe say Aquarius or people with heavy Aquarius placements are insensitive. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not insensitive at all. They just naturally detach. It's almost like an octopus that's going to Um, you know, detach one of its limbs if it's in danger. It's like, okay, you just take this. I'm going to go, like, we're going this way and I'll just grow another one. Um, That's kind of like Aquarius where it's like, oh, like, you know, emotions are too high or there's drama. Eh, I'm just going to maybe go this way. Don't necessarily want to engage. And so I think a lot of us um, are going to be stepping into that where it's a nice break. If you've been having like relationship issues, if you've been gutted by the eclipses, I love Aquarius season because this is a turning point uh, in astrology after Aquarius is Pisces. And then after that is the spring equinox, which resets the whole entire zodiacal wheel. Right. So we're actually coming to the end of the astrology cycle. Um, the astrological new year is first day of Aries season, first day of spring. So we're, we're in the last quarter now. And so um, I think this is also a time where a lot of us who maybe did set out for resolutions this is the time where you're realizing that you're probably not fulfilling them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe like you set out in the new year, like all of this, like planning and and strengthening. And maybe now you're like, okay, wait, I think I need to check my systems. And I think I need to uh, come up with some new ideas. Um, It's really about innovation. So, I mean, I love this time of year. And um, I think it's a great time to make friends. And especially for anyone in the online space, um, it's a nice time to connect with people. I think people become way more open during Aquarius season, whereas Capricorn season, we were just so busy, like working and doing our own thing. And all the holidays and all of that. And that's great news for me because actually one of my 
not resolutions, but one of my focuses for this year, because I really don't set resolutions. I just don't. Same. I mean, if I'm I know really myself, feeling like, that I want to get something done, I'll just do it. I don't feel like I need a resolution to do it. Yeah. But one of my intentions for this year was really to create more friendships and, you know, especially in-person friendships, because I'm still sort of new to the LA area. And uh-huh. yeah. I feel that once you get, you know, I'm in my thirties now and it's, a little bit more challenging to make friends sometimes. Everybody has their own lives and their own routines. Yes, (laughs) I say that all the time. And like, it's so funny that you say that like normally you're not like hanging and waiting around. You're just like, if you want to do something, you go do it. Like typical Aries. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have time to wait, you know? (laughs) It's like, let's go. So I actually love that for Aries. Like that's the Aries (laughs) mission is to, you know, make big, bold leaps and to just do it. But I do think like with Aries, it can be fiercely independent. And yeah. so when you're used to being able to just do everything yourself, it's totally going to be more difficult to like ask for help, be vulnerable, like seek out adult friendships, because I think that you're totally right. Like, how do you do it in your thirties? Um, Cause I'm not like drunk in bathrooms anymore. Right. So it's, just, like, way, <laughs> it's just way tougher. Like, what do I go up to a girl at Trader Joe's and be like, Hey, I think you're um, cute. You want to be friends? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just it's a little tough and I've definitely noticed like I can be slightly awkward when I'm trying to make friends in (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny too because you know I don't drink alcohol and I think that that is also a way that a lot of people make friends and Mm -hmm. even me here like oh you know you're so fun we should go out and have a drink sometime and I'm just like you know, like, let's go on a hike. Let's do this. Let's do that. And so really finding those aligned people, but I'm changing that, you know, I've set the intention and I'm trusting that this will be the year that I really do find some, and I do have some beautiful, amazing friends in my life, but you know, I'm just feeling that call to be more in the community. And that's one of my biggest goals for this year. So I'm excited to have Aquarius season on my side. No, I'm so excited. And I love what you are saying because for me, that's kind of what's missing, like the in-person physical interaction. And um, I think we need more of it because I feel that, I mean, I love the online space, but I do think that we would do well, do better with more human (laughs) connection in the physical realm. Yes. Um, I always say, I'm like, I don't really have any friends. My partner's like, what are you talking about? You have so many friends. I'm like, look around, where are they? Right. all my friends are digital and I'm too busy sometimes for my friends in the physical world. And so that's one of my things for 2020 is like, be a better friend, like, you know, and it's, it's kind of a harsh reality to think that maybe sometimes I'm not, but I think that we tend to get busy with our businesses and that just becomes number one. Um, So I think this Aquarius season can actually be really healing in that, yeah, if we've really been like putting our heads down and just doing all this hard work, it's such a nice time to connect with loved ones, friends, and yeah, a deeper sense of community with purpose. So it's like mad scientist energy. It's like genius energy, but there's like a method to the madness. Yeah. And so I really like it because I think that, um, you know, it's an air sign. And so I think that a lot of us are going to have a surge of empowerment when it comes to mental pursuits and you know, I don't know a lot of people who wake up and they're like, I'm just so smart. 
but I think we all feel really smart during Aquarius season because again, it's just an energy that's provided to us. Um, the ruler of Aquarius is Uranus and uh, Uranus is uh, the hidden genius, the great awakener. Mm. Um, you know, Uranus rules uh, sudden change, shockwaves. So this could also be a surprising time for people, um, which, you know, can be good or bad. It depends on your perspective. So did that, so didn't Pluto just enter conjunct with Uranus? Did, was that what, what just happened? So Uranus went direct. Um, Uranus is in Taurus right now, which we haven't actually experienced in 84 years. Well, now 85 since we're in 2020. And um, Uranus is an outer planet, just like Pluto and Saturn. So really slow moving. That's why we haven't been Uranus in Taurus for 84 years. But the last time Uranus was in Taurus, um, a lot of really scary things were happening uh, in the world. It was like the rise of Hitler, um, you know, depression here in the U.S. Uh, people were people who had money were like burning it to keep warm. It was just a really crazy time, like death and famine. And um, so Uranus and Taurus. What's interesting is that we've actually had Uranus and Taurus since springtime, and when Uranus went in Taurus. Um, you know, a lot of fires have been happening all over the world. And um, Taurus has to do in astrology with the earth, of course, earth sign, but also has to do with money and values and power and foundation. And so the whole time that Uranus was retrograding, which is a, a while, the outer planets retrograde for like four to six months. Um, while that was happening, all of this destruction was happening to mother earth. Um, and now that Uranus is direct, I do think that there's going to be some consequences. Um, and then Uranus went direct on the same day that Saturn and Pluto conjunct in the sky in Capricorn, which hasn't happened since the 1500s. Wow. <laughs> um, Saturn, Pluto have conjunct, but not in Capricorn. And it was like in 1982, the time before that, 1947. So Saturn is the judge, Pluto's the destroyer, and Uranus is the great awakener through sudden change. So this is just... <laughs> It's like a crazy time in astrology. And so I think we're going to see it on the macro level. Like, I think we already are. Yeah. Um, and But then on the micro, I think what it's going to look like for us as individuals is that I think a lot of us will be awakening to like our own stuff, um, whether it's positive or trauma or negative or fun or whatever it is, whoever you are, it's different for everyone. I think that a lot of us are in a space where, yeah, we can tap into hidden genius, but in order to get there, we're going to have to kind of swim through maybe some more difficult stuff. And we might have to accept that there's like a death and a rebirth of maybe who we thought we were, who we thought we wanted to be. Maybe that's not super accurate anymore. And I think it's a lot of people are going to be taking a deeper look this year. Um, some out of necessity, but other people just truly, because if you're a feeling based person, like I know you and I are both so emotional, yeah. <laughs> I can feel when things are changing for me, whether it's a level up, whether it's a complete regression into like 16 year old bullshit, I can feel it, mm -hmm. you know, I feel everything. Um, and so I do feel like something's brewing and I think we're going to see so many women rise to power this year. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I, me too. I feel, I'm feeling a lot of transition within myself too. And just, um, like I said, how I'm showing up and what I'm really wanting to bring this year and that, you know, feeling just sort of this different place of where I feel like I've gained so much clarity rather than me 
thinking that I need to follow a certain path that somebody else has laid out for me or told me to yeah. do this or that. It's actually, mm, no, I'm going to just absolutely do whatever I want and just trust that it gets to work that way. Totally. And for anyone listening, um, if you want to go a little deeper to figure out like some clues or um, deeper meanings of what Aquarius season might mean for you, you'll want to look at your natal chart and look to see where you have Aquarius. And if you have any planets there, this will be amplified. If those planets, you know, whatever aspects or configurations they're making in your chart, that'll be triggered and amplified. Um, I think the planets and the transiting planets that move in the sky, that's what I think they are. I think they're little triggers that activate us, activate our feelings, activate our free will. And that's why I just like freaking love astrology because I'm like, how boring would life be if I wasn't open and receptive to all these triggers from the planets and all of these energies that are being presented to me? Um, sometimes I sleep through transits and then other times I'm like dancing on my head at midnight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one, look to see where you have it in your chart. And honestly, if you're an air sign, like for your sun sign, so um, any of the other air signs, uh, Libra and Gemini, you're probably going to have like a better time during Aquarius season, <laughs> just because the vibe is air, you're an air sign. Even if you have an air moon, this is kind of your time. And yeah, if you're an Aquarius sun, moon, or rising, like this is your season. This is your time. And I'm so excited for like all the moon in Aquariuses to like show up and uh, share with the world what they've been thinking and feeling. You know, I don't know anything about moon in Aquarius, but I just feel like it has a nice ring to it. Oh, my moon is in Aquarius. <laughs> no, it's so cool. Well, it's I mean, beautiful. <laughs> it's so cool. Well, because Aquarius is like, yeah, it's like the inventor energy, but they're also like this free bird. And there's just a lot of personal freedom with Aquarius. Like they just march to the beat of their own drum. Um, it, they're eccentric. And so for Aquarius season, I think that like, you know, um, another thing with Aquarius is that uh, beliefs and values are really strong mm. with Aquarius energy. So um, if you're someone who feels a lot of pain over like the injustices of the world, you might also use Aquarius season as a time to step into humanitarian work or um, anything that's philanthropic or the greater good for everyone, the greater good of all. Um, Aquarius hates to see people suffering. So a lot of people might be really stepping into healer, especially during Aquarius season, even more. Um, but you might just be, yeah, you might just innovate how you're doing it, which is really, really cool. Um, and, you know, breaking the rules is another thing I wanted to chat about because Aquarius loves to break the rules. Um, and that's why they are my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So much fun. I cannot keep up with my Aquarius friends. I'm like... <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Like it's been three days. <laughs> I can't. Um, but yeah, they like to break the rules and kind of test the limits. And um, you know, we're in the age of Aquarius. And so it really is a time that we're like completely stepping out and like questioning and pushing like the boundaries and the envelopes of society. So this is super cool. There's like some activism here. And so yeah, we might deepen our relationship with our own beliefs and values and then find the power to carry that out to our community. That's beautiful. And what I love about learning about this is, I think for me, if you feel that pull and you know, okay, actually 
the cosmos are on my side with this thing right now. And I'm feeling this pull right now for a reason. If you are out there listening and you're feeling that and you're, you're feeling the philanthropic thing, you're feeling, oh, I need to change something up do it, you know, follow that intuition, follow that energy, because that's how you create the magic in your life. Oh yeah, completely. And I feel like, okay, a couple of things I want to say. Number one is um, when we get deeper into Aquarius season, because it is such a turning point, um, on February 3rd, uh, we have Mercury, which is our communicator planet, going into Pisces. So basically, um, Mercury in Pisces is super emotional, and I guess I have to just tell you guys, also during Aquarius season, we start Mercury retrograde in the sign of Pisces. <laughs> I was like, when do I tell them? Do I save it? Do I? But I just want to put this out there at, to help you guys, and of course, just to remind myself so the retrograde itself is February 16th through March 9th, but we have a pre and post shadow that bookends every retrograde. And we might start feeling a little bit of the retrograde energy as soon as February 2nd, because that's when we enter into the shadow. So from February 2nd through February 16th, and Aquarius season is only until the 18th, we might um, have some really heavy emotions. And so we want to really navigate in a way that's authentic to us. And I think the Aquarius sun will totally help with that. And we have a really um, beautiful, beautiful full moon and new moon happening during Aquarius season. So the new moon is January 24th. And this is our first new moon since the eclipses. So this is our first new moon of 2020 that we get to manifest with Yay. and work with and um, you know, when the sun and the moon, like when we're going through eclipses, um, it's a really intimate time and it's, you know, the lunar eclipse is humiliating for the sun. So I saw a lot of people talking about like making intentions and charging crystals. And I'm like, you know what? We only get eclipses, uh, like, you know, three, four times a year. It's really a private time for the luminaries. The sun and the moon do so much for us. It's our feelings and our energetics. If we can't allow them these little breaks to like, do the dirty work, you know, mm -hmm. and sort things out between themselves, um, then I do think we're appropriating astrology in the planets. Like eclipses are such a time to just back off, you know, like take care of yourself during an eclipse. Right. Um, and that's tough for some people, especially people who religiously use moons to manifest. And um, there is like this self-seeking attribute to astrology. Like it's something that I've always thought and I know, and you know, a reason why a lot of times people are super into astrology is because there is like a level of narcissism to it, right? Like how can mm. I use this to help me? Right. And I do it every day. So like no shade, like it's, I like to use it as a tool. I really do. But there are certain times of the year when I do think it's okay to just do for yourself. Um, but we just got through that. So now we're back over into new moon where like now we can proceed with setting out into the universe, like what we want. Um, and the new moon is in Aquarius. So I love it for anything innovation based, anything social media based, anything that allows you to step into power where you're um, almost speaking from this like platform and like sharing with everybody. And it's exciting because it's a new lunar cycle. I love the first new moon coming out of an eclipse because I think people's manifestations are so fucking honest and potent. 
um, yeah. because we just went through some shit, <laughs> you know? And so maybe what I would have tried to manifest two months ago, that is not what I'm here for right now. Right. So I love this check-in point. And then on February 8th, we have a full moon in Leo. So love Leo energy. Yeah. So the full moon in Leo is closing a chapter line from six months ago. So if you've been, if some stuff has, has gone down in your life that um, you started feeling in, in the end of summer and you've been feeling like maybe you can't close the chapter on it for some reason, um, the full moon in Leo might be the great, great time for you to, to do that. Um, so I love full moons too, because it's really just like allowing us to kind of cleanse and clear and release things um, spiritually, energetically, sometimes physically. Yeah. Um, and we're just really kind of with this Aquarius season. Yes, there's a Mercury retrograde starting. Um, all of our retrogrades this year are in water signs though. So I would encourage everyone to lean into the Mercury retrograde and just see what's there for you. Can you enjoy it? Can you play with the energy? If something goes wrong, um, can you laugh about it? You know, yeah. you drop your phone and shatter it. Is it the end of the world? Like, is it? Um, <laughs> You know, and I think bringing levity to Mercury retrogrades, for me, that's the best medicine, just like laughing about it. And, you know, sometimes during Mercury retrograde, I'll have to ask myself like, okay, Raquel, but did you die? Like sometimes it's like <laughs> that serious or I'm like, but did you die? <laughs> I think for me, the retrogrades, I go into them really differently. So I think there's so much talk and, you know, what you call like pop astrology about, yeah. oh, this could be a time where all of these things go wrong. Okay, but also we co-create our reality. So yeah. if in your mind you're like, this can go wrong and this can go wrong and that's what you're talking about and that's what you're thinking and believing, guess what you're going to create in your life? Now, it's a totally yeah. different thing when, yeah, maybe some technical stuff does happen, but you just go, oh, okay, and move on because, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Like, you break your phone, you get a new one. No big deal. It, it just is what it is, right? But we don't have to be like, oh, my God, it's Mercury and retrograde. It's here to destroy my life because it never yeah. is. No, and I think that that's where we, where we start seeing, like, disempowering astrology. Yes. Um, and I think, I don't know, like, kind of looking back um, – like one time during a retrograde, it was a Mercury retrograde in Aries. I fell down the side of a mountain and like I did break my phone um, <laughs> and like really hurt myself. And the worst part about it, Kelly, is that no one saw. So I didn't even get like any sympathy. No one came to like peel my body off of like the dirt. Like it was, I was like leaves and sticks in my hair. I like fell down. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not, like, no one's going to believe what just happened. Like no one's going to believe me. And, um, I was pissed. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I was really upset. I was like limping home. Um, <laughs> and what was interesting about it though, was like looking back in retrospect, I was overworking myself completely. And so because I had hurt my leg, I had to come home and I had to like call my friends and be like, I need help. Um, I can't move, blah, blah, blah. I really had to like slip into vulnerability so quick, which was not something I was planning on doing. And every time I've had a Mercury retrograde, retro shade situation, I can always look back and be like, ooh, somehow that was exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's Pisces. And so I would say the only thing to really watch for during that retrograde is just like, you know, escapism or self-deception. And again, it comes back to like, can I laugh about this? If you've deceived yourself into thinking that, 
a non-life or death situation is something that should be treated as a life or death situation, um, even that in and of itself is funny. Like, you can <laughs> laugh at yourself and be like, oh my gosh, I'm being so serious. Like I need to lighten up a little bit. So I think laughter is great medicine for retrogrades and Aquarius season. I think laughter is great medicine, period. Like if yeah. you can just find something to laugh at yourself about, it just makes everything so much better. Like I was telling yeah. you before when I had to drive out to Malibu and like go, I didn't know that it was a full moon happening. I just felt this call. I need to be at the beach. I need to be at the ocean. I was just having this total emotional breakdown. And I look up as the sun is setting, I see the moon rise and I'm like, oh my gosh, duh, it's the full moon. And yeah. I just started hysterically laughing with myself because I'm like, oh, of course. Like, it, yeah. It honestly no, I made love me feel it. so much better though, because I was like, this makes sense now. <laughs> Did you, okay. Do you ever do this with your partner? Like anyone listening, if you're in a relationship? Okay. So where do I start with this? Okay. So I like to argue, like, it's just, I don't know. I'm Mars and Aries third house. <laughs> I'm confrontational. And, um, my partner being a moon in Aquarius, he's kind of like, okay, like, do you want to go there? Like, all right, Raquel. And like, <laughs> it's so funny because <clears throat> like, if we're having a discord or something sometimes, and it's been like increasing where like, I'll look at him and like, remember I love him. And I'll be like, this is so ridiculous. And I'll kind of start <laughs> laughing. And then like, he kind of starts laughing and then it's just like done. Cause it's just like, I don't know, on some level, it's just like funny yeah. um, because for us, our discord is usually very passionate. So it's like, it's coming from a place of like deeply caring. Um, but the communication is like a moon in Capricorn and a moon in Aquarius. Like no one's going to win these arguments, like, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and so laughing, um, is just a really funny thing to do. If you're like not getting along with someone, like you kind of just lock in. And then like when both people are laughing, it literally is medicine. Um, I don't know if you guys do that at all, but it has happened so many times with me. You know, and I'm just going to say this my partner and I do not really argue very often at all. Oh my gosh, so, that's amazing. <laughs> it's funny because I, yeah, in the past past relationships I've had definitely not like this, but we have such open communication because that's really important to me. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, hello, I think Mercury's my chart ruler, so communication yeah. is number totally. one, right? And yeah. um, I, it's been such a practice. I think this particular relationship I'm in right now has been just such a practice of how can I openly, honestly, and vulnerably communicate to you what I'm feeling without making this an argument. Yeah. Um, and that's been a really beautiful process for, I think both of us, like have, I've gotten mad, upset about things. Sure. But I have, do we like bicker back and forth? No, because I think both of us just will look at each other and be like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny, like the evolution of it all, because I remember like in my early twenties being in relationships I would be mad for like days oh, and now um, I just don't feel like that. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, let's get it out. Say what we need to say. And then I very quickly want to move on. Like, I'm like, okay, so what are we eating? Like where, <laughs> you know, um, yes. food yeah. makes everything better too. What are you feeding me right now? <laughs> yeah. Where's the food? What's happening here? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so funny because everything is so connected and like weaves together. So I do think as well, you guys, I know I said it earlier, but like Aquarius energy can be very healing for our connections. Um, and so I know a lot of people listening, maybe the relationship that you were in didn't survive the eclipses. Um, 
And I know that's like a big thing that a lot of people have been coming to me talking about are just these endings. So eclipses can be like karmic endings and karmic beginnings. And um, for anyone who's listening to this and maybe feeling discouraged about some relationship stuff that happened, I just want to offer that Aquarius season is such a breath of fresh air for how we relate to people, how we interact with them, and to just really try to have faith at this time because everyone is more social during Aquarius season. Like everyone just wants to talk more. People want to get to know you more. Um, And so if you did have someone leave your life, I would say be open because someone new could literally be right around the corner. Beautiful. And I think we had a listener question. Oh, yes. And I think one of the listener questions, this one was anonymous, was really wanting to know about love in Aquarius season. Yes. Okay. So this is perfect timing since we're talking about this. So basically I'll just kind of piggyback on what I was just saying um, that, you know, new love could totally happen during this extremely social time, but also because Aquarius can detach a little bit, you might find that when it comes to love, you are able to access the part of yourself that isn't like emotionally reactive, but rather the logical side of your emotions. So I think that this could be a really great time for existing relationships. I think we might nurture them a little bit more. We might be bringing a little more logic, a little more communication, um, just like what you were talking about with you and your partner. Um, So that's available. And if you've been too emotional, where you know you've been just like, oh my gosh, projecting all over your partner, just it's been all heavy, now's a, a cool time to detach from that a little bit. What I want to say is that if you're in a relationship and maybe you don't want to detach, um, especially if you struggle with like codependency and stuff like that, um, this might be a really cool like learning and growth opportunity to actively detach a little bit. And if your partner's detaching, it might not even be personal or intentional. It could just be like the vibe, like how we say like every season is a vibe. Mm-hmm. The vibe of Aquarius season is cool, calm, collected. So, um, you know, how people respond to that in love, I would say that's like going to be up to your free will, your upbringing, your belief systems, but just be yourself and uh, let it, let yourself be weird in love right now. Like be expressive, be weird, have fun with your partner. Like this is the season to laugh. It really is. Yes. I love that. Breaking into laughter and love vibes. Yeah. Like break into someone's like backyard pool and like go skinny dipping or something. (laughs) Like, be crazy. It's Aquarius season. Be wild. (laughs) Be wild and crazy, Aquarius. Okay, cool. But if you do it and you get in trouble, you did not hear it here. No. Well, obviously, if you get in some kind of trouble, you'll just be like, it's Aquarius season. I mean, hello. What did you think? Kelly and Raquel said to do it on the podcast. This is what we're doing. Aquarius season. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm the type of person, and I'm, I'm sure this is explained in my chart somewhere, I've been this way for as long as I can remember. I'm like, people tell me not to do something or tell me to do something a certain way. And I just feel like, okay. And then I go do whatever I want anyway. Aries, Aries, (laughs) Aries. Aries always, the thing about Aries that like, and I love you guys and it's my Mars, but like what I, what drives me crazy about Aries is that that's the thing you guys will say, okay, yes. <laughs> and then go do it. Whereas like a Capricorn will be like, no, blah, blah. Like, no, you guys don't even have time for that. You're like, exactly. I don't even have time to tell you I don't agree with you. I'm just exactly. going to 
placate you and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then go do whatever. But what's cool about Aries is you guys usually do it right. So then the results speak for themselves. And you yeah, like, it's, it's like, I don't want to explain to you. I, wanted, I don't want to tell you why I think that that's stupid or it doesn't work. So I'll just be like, okay, and then move yeah. on. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so funny. So we have another question. A listener, Margo. I'm sorry, Margo, I'm not going to say your last name because I'm not sure how to say it, but I'm sure it's great. Um, <laughs> will Aquarius season illuminate any addictions? So this Aquarius season in particular, because we've got, you know, some Pisces energy coming in. So Pisces is beautiful and dreamy and ethereal, but Pisces ruler Neptune in its lower vibrational qualities can definitely be escapism and addictions and vices. Mm. Anything that we turn to instead of processing and integrating and healing and stuff like that. Whereas Pisces in and of itself can be super healing because of these properties. So this Aquarius season, because we've got like this Aquarius detachment plus some Pisces energy coming in, it is possible that if you have addictions, they could be illuminated, but an illuminated addiction doesn't inherently mean that you're going to like slip back into the addiction. It could simply be that like this is coming up and there's something to process, something to integrate, a part of yourself, shadow, inner child, whatever it may be. Maybe there's a part of yourself that's like, I want to revisit this. Like there's still right. something here. And, um, you know, addiction is really tricky. And it's one of those things where even if you've overcome an addiction, I firmly believe like your addiction is alive and well and doing push-ups inside of you, just waiting for your next week moment. Um, and I would say if you do struggle with addiction, it's really important to know that like, um, you know, addiction is something that you might be struggling with the rest of your life and um, to just be prepared, you know, yeah. um, if you're asking this question, maybe it's on your mind already. And so, um, you know, having a support system, um, having a safe space to go to, there's a lot of different things you can do to set yourself up so that if that does come around, you handle it in a way that's best for you. Um, I also want to share that, you know, I think relapse is the natural shadow to recovery. Yeah. So relapse is a part of recovery. It's not just like recovery and that's it. We always want to accept the fact that a relapse um, is still a possibility. And it's just like anything in life or anything in personal development. Once you can embrace and accept the fact that your worst case scenario could happen and like you make peace with it and you know that like at the end of the day, you have your own back. I think that that's just a brilliant way to overcome any fear. Um, and I think fear can lead to self-fulfilling prophecies. Totally. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a journey of self, Margo, for you this Aquarius season. Um, but, you know, I trust and have full faith that you're going to do what is perfectly right for you. And um, no one's judging you. Like, this is such a great question. And I'm, I'm so happy that you asked it. And thank you for feeling safe to even ask this question. And I know that um, this question the answer is going to be bringing a lot of clarity to like the exact people who need to hear it at this exact moment. And right. so I'm so grateful for that. And I do want to talk about um, just addiction from a neurobiological standpoint too, you know, similar to what you were saying, we have connections in our brain, right? So even if you're somebody who is in recovery or, um, and it doesn't even have to be something that you consider yourself in recovery from, like maybe it was a food addiction, maybe it's a social media addiction, maybe it's, you know, whatever. And you just feel like, I know I have this issue. You have developed a, a neural network that has that connection. 
And this doesn't just go away in your brain. It's not like something because you have a new path now, all of a sudden that that goes away. Like that possibility still exists in your brain. It's still there. That's why people can have, you know, 20 years of sobriety and then pick up a drink or something. And then there they go back right into that addiction pathway. It's because you can have a new pathway, but that old pathway is still there. And so I do think that it's important for all of us because I personally believe um, that we all have addictions on some level. You know, I think oh, some yeah. are yes. more apparent than others. You know, I think if you have a drug or alcohol addiction, it's really obvious and it's actually almost easier sometimes because you know what that addiction is and you can work on it. Whereas a lot of people have emotional addictions, um, addictions to just feeling really badly and they don't realize that and they don't know how to come out of that. So it's like we all have some form of addiction that's really rooted in some form of emotional trauma. And once you can do the trauma work and work on all of that, you can form those new connections. But again, that old pathway, that old option is still there for you to choose. And that's where personal choice, free will is so important. Yeah. I love what you said. I totally agree with everything. And of course, I'm going to say as an astrologer, check your transits. Um, You know, that's something that really helps me out. Um, when I know I have transits coming up in my chart that could possibly trigger like my own addictions or my own vices or this or that. Like, so um, just being super conscious, as conscious as you can be, but then also being really open and flexible. I feel like that's kind of going to be the theme of 2020. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so we have one more question from the serendipity and she asked, how can I best up level my business with an Aquarius moon sign during this time? I love it. So I want to answer this question for Aquarius Moon, but also everyone in general. Um, And if you want to level up your business at this time, it's actually pretty clear in that you might want to look at your resources, your technology, all the systems that you use or want to use, and to also kind of think of the science of it all. So Aquarius rules science and systems, even astrology. Aquarius, you know, if we're measuring um, intelligence based on IQ, technically speaking, Aquarius is the most intelligent sign. Mm. So yeah, if you're looking to level up your business or what you have going on, I would say um, go because a lunar Aquarian is going to be emotional. Um, your moon sign is your emotions. So I would suggest serendipity to, um, you know, you're never going to not be in your feelings, but if you can kind of elevate some of that into your headspace, into your mind, your intellect, your brain, get super logical, maybe take the emotion out of it for a second, because the moon sign is also tied to our self-esteem. So if you're a moon in Aquarius, if you feel like you're not being innovative, if you feel like your gifts and your talents and all of the random things you're really good at, because moon in Aquarius is good at everything, um, (laughs) if you're feeling like that's not expressed, you're going to have low self-esteem over it. You're honestly just going to like feel like shit. And that's with any moon sign. If your moon sign is not expressed and your lunar qualities are not being satisfied, it totally takes a toll on self-esteem and insecurity. Um, but for everyone, generally speaking, I would say like lean into technology, um, teach yourself something. So Aquarius loves to learn. It's really intellectual. So there might be like a course or a certification or uh, anything you can do, even just going to get a book, you know, and uh, elevating your mind that way, but learning, teaching yourself stuff and be willing to detach a little bit from the emotional energetics of money and business. 
um, because that's what Aquarius wants us to do. It wants us to look at the more logical side of things. And, um, you know, that's where we step into like the unknown and that's where a lot of creativity comes from. So, um, I would say, you know, for business, this is a pretty cool time for business. It is. Yeah. Aquarius season, um, is one of my favorite times for work and for business. It's one of my favorite times of the year because I run a business that's predominantly online. And quite frankly, once we get into Pisces season, which is our next season, things are going to be hella emotional. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like we should use this as like our last hurrah um, for this, you know, astrology cycle for the year to really hone in on like, what are my ideas and share your ideas with people. Collaboration is really cool too. So if you're a really powerful facilitator and you've got this great idea, but maybe like the missing ingredient is a collaboration, um, I would say try it. Like you never know. That is so where I'm at right now too. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I have, I know what my strengths are and they're maybe not necessarily in the minute details of things. I'm a big picture person. So I'm like, okay, let me reach out to the people that do the details Mm -hmm. and collaborate (laughs) because that's really the vibe I'm feeling right now for myself, my business. And I love how it's just matching up so good with this energy. And I feel like the word that just keeps like repeating in my mind as you're talking about Aquarius and everything, it's like full expression. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, You know, wherever we have Uranus, which is uh, the ruler of Aquarius, wherever we have that planet in our chart, it shows where we're a little bit weird, where Mm -hmm. we're like, yeah. So, (laughs) you know, if you have like Uranus in the first house, for example, you're going to not, it's the first house of self and identity. So you're going to be someone who probably like, you were gothic, then you were a punk rocker, then you were a prep, then you're you're willing to talk people and you're willing to be a little weird. You don't necessarily care if you're being judged. And that's a cool thing about Aquarius season is that I think a lot of us, um, if you are someone who's really sensitive or concerned about being judged, I'm like this. I get excited about Aquarius season because I feel like it's empowering. Like my inner weirdo gets to come out And I love that. And, um, you know, we've got some intense astrology this year. So I feel like if we can play our cards right and uh, utilize Aquarius season for the brilliant and intelligent energy that it is, I think we can set up some foundation that can last the whole entire year. Beautiful. I love it. Full expression, get weird, do some crazy shit. um, Yeah, break the rules. This season. dare, (laughs) Dare to dream. Um, and don't keep your, your amazing ideas bottled up, um, share them with people, express them, you know, uh, share your gifts, like share your gifts to the world. Share it, share it, share it. And this has been so much fun. I'm feeling the vibes for Aquarius season. What I want to know too, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go do some weird shit. Let us know. Let us know the weird things that you're doing in Aquarius season. (laughs) I know Raquel would love to hear from you. Yes. um, You guys tag us on Instagram. um, Share what you're doing. I love when people just get into astrology and roll with it. And it's the best way to use astrology, um, you know, as a tool is to just like get into the vibe and go with the flow. Love it. Okay, sisters, that's going to be it for us today. If you loved, loved this episode, let us know that you're listening. You can tag me at Miss Kelly Kristen. You can tag Raquel at astrology.withraquel. And we will see you in Pisces season. Yes. Bye, everyone. Talk to you soon. Hey, sister. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.